Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Uh, that takes care of our housekeeping now, and tonight you should, I, th- I think we, I didn't see him. I, oh, yes, I did see it. <clears throat> so everybody's got an outline for tonight. Uh, this is session 22, and we have two more chapters beyond this, 20 and 21. We got uh, chapter 19 for tonight. Um, and also to get us caught up, um, I think it was Phil Bauer uh, talked to me after the class. You're not in trouble. I mean, it's not like you get in trouble here anyway. Uh, but Phil Bauer got me after the class and uh, was showing me his, his notes that uh, talking about the unnamed disciple, okay? I'm talking about the unnamed disciple and showed me that two serious suggestions as to who they are uh, is one, Nicodemus what is, is a really good a suggestion, and Joseph of Arimathea, both of which show up tonight in chapter 19. Okay, uh, I, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, so... so uh, you, you just need to know that, okay? I'm, I'm on, obviously, I'm on John's side, okay? I'm saying that was, that was the uh, disciple John, okay? But there, there are serious other suggestions, and you need to know, know about those. Those are the two most serious uh, suggestions as who that unnamed disciple might be. And it makes a lot of sense, okay, to have those, but um, that, that's, for, that's for another night, okay? All right, uh, Chapter 19, uh, Jesus is sentenced, and, and tonight we're going to, we're, we're going to, it, it, Jesus is going to be crucified in chapter 19, and um, this takes a lot of people by, I'm talking about his disciples by surprise, and um, it, it does, it, and it, it, it very often will engender an emotional response from you. It does for me, and we'll try to uh, follow that, okay, and, and make, make sense of that as we go. Uh, just to say that the idea of crucifixion, Romans did not crucify. If you want to have any idea how, just how brutal that crucifixion is, Romans did not crucify Romans, it was just unseemly. It's so brutal. Even if they were putting a Roman uh, to death, they, they, they wouldn't uh, crucify them, okay? That was for slaves and just out-and-out out awful people is what... I'm talking about in the Roman's mind, okay? And so uh, the, the, the worst way ever to die is crucifixion. It, I, it began with the, uh, I don't know, Felicia, uh, I, I won't be able to pronounce it correctly. Anyway, it began before the Romans. Romans picked it up, the idea of crucifixion, and, and that's how it got to Jerusalem. Uh, the, the Jews didn't crucify anybody. And the thing about crucifixion is you could last days on the cross, and, of course, you would then die just a screaming uh, mad person uh, by, the, by the end of that. And there was a sense of, do we need to go into all this, or do you? Uh, let's do some. I know. I know. Okay. Tell me to move on if you get tired. There's a, there, there, there was a real humiliation involved because you were nude, and I know that we, we dress the cross up and we try to make the cross um, palatable by dressing Jesus up and, and doing all that uh, kind of stuff. But it was just out and out humans 
being brutal to another human as only humans can and will do. And so, you, go ahead, Joan, you want to say something? That's really one of the best upsides, she said, that we, that we need to know that simply because to understand what Jesus did for us, roughly, okay? Uh, go ahead, you would say. I think until Gibson's movie, Passion, came out, most people had no clue, even though that was Hollywood. But they had no clue on how, what was No, and, and, and that's only upside is that we don't take it lightly, okay? It's, it's not for shock value or, or God would keep us from that, okay, or um, anything like that, okay? Um, but it, it was just awful, and they, uh, the Romans traditionally would not bury you. You just hung on the cross, and the, uh, yeah, the birds would uh, pick your bones and the and then when you fell down or whatever fell, the dogs would eat, you know, and whatever uh, varmint is, is out there. I just to say it's so brutal, and, and we like to think that is something of the past rather than that we, something we would do today, okay? But uh, that's another uh, lesson and another, uh, another talk, okay? But, but just uh, let that sink into you, and the value, of course, is to try and understand what Jesus is doing for us on the cross. Okay, all right, let's, uh, let's begin. <clears throat> then, then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers uh, twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Okay. Uh, so, so that's after he's, now, now, uh, Pilate has him flogged. Okay. Then, then after he is flogged, he presents him. Uh, to the Jews. And some of the commentators are saying that th this is not a terrible thing for him to do, that he's trying to convince that hopefully the Jews will accept that as being enough and will not press it any, any further. That that was in the heart of Pilate, but you can get in trouble doing that with, with the text, okay? We, we don't know that for sure, okay? But it, but it does... Uh, and I, I have, Pilate's half-hearted about this anyway, because he doesn't give a whit about uh, this Jesus, okay? He sure doesn't care about the charges that, and we'll, we'll get some of that too, that the Jews are making because that has to do with their religious, and he doesn't want to have anything to do with that either. Uh, the only thing he's got involved in it is if the Jews really dislike him and, and it causes a problem with his rule. That's the only thing he's concerned about, okay? Um, but uh, again, and, and he may not be happy with the Jews either. Uh, Daryl. Yes. So here, he said, I'm just going to flog him, which was illegal. He did, yes. Without, without the sentence, and then admits after he flogs him, 
uh, I, I don't find a case against him anyway. Yeah, and, and the best I think we can say about him, he's sure half-hearted about it because he just, he wants this thing to go away and it's not gonna go away. And uh, it's like when you pick a little kitten, lost kitten up, guess what? <laughs> you own it. You, okay, yeah, and this, yeah, once he picked this up, and he has to, obviously, uh, he owns it, okay? Jesus is now on his hands, and he has to make a decision. How many of you ever felt like that? That Jesus got on your hands, and you had to make a decision? Amen? Yeah, it, that happens to us all. Okay, let's go to our next slide. <clears throat> When Jesus came out wearing a crown of thorns and a purple robe, Pilate uh, said to them, here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and the officials saw him, they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. But Pilate answered, you take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted we have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. Now, what's their big rub against Jesus? And once, once he said he's the son of God, he makes himself equal with God. They understood this. They did not misunderstand Jesus. Go ahead. No. If they accept Jesus in the position he claims to be in, their authority is gone. Yes. And I, I know we've gone over this a couple of times, but since Phil Byers brought that up, <laughs> the temple is over with. Yep. They just haven't got the memo yet. I mean, it is Done. over. <laughs> and, and, and I'm... For the average person there, you th that you would say that can't happen. No, this is the end. And if they don't get this message here, and they don't, the Romans are going to come in and level the whole thing. I mean, it will actually be leveled and be no more. Okay? Because that has come to an end, and it comes to an end because of Jesus Christ is bringing that to an end, all right? And it's more than just an idea or a religious belief or even a philosophy. The Romans will take the building apart stone by stone, okay? It will be no more, okay? And, uh, and that puts us exactly where we are today. What's the charges against Jesus? Really, the basis of the charges, blasphemy. Blasphemy. He makes himself equal with God, calls himself the son of God, okay? Uh, they understood correctly exactly what Jesus was saying. Jesus is not misunderstood by them. He'll be misunderstood by the Romans. He'll be misunderstood by a lot of people, but not these Jewish leaders. They understand. And as Philbar brought out, thank you again, the implications involved in that. And the implications are their authority ends here today. That's the implications. Excellent. Thank you. Let's go to our uh, next slide. Oh, uh, the, the crown. You, you understand the crown and the robe are meant to mock him. And also the crown will bring pain to him. And if that's not enough pain, they slap him, which we, ha we already had. They've already uh, slapped him at least one time uh, in, in the process, okay? But it is a way to humiliate him and uh, a way to discount him as a human being and uh, especially uh, what, he, what he has said. <clears throat> Let me see the crown and robe. Oh, and the, and the crowds, what are the, how do the crowds respond? It says the Jewish leaders there, but how do they respond immediately to Jesus once they know who it is? 
yeah, just crucify him, crucify him. Don't let yourself fall into mob mentality. Don't let that, let, let yourself do that. Turn around, walk away. If you, if you can't get your head right, turn around and walk away. Or if you find yourself uh, going, going along, uh, get away from it. Uh, just don't go there. Your chances of being right are much higher. Okay? And you, you, you don't want to get into this. And, uh, and you'll see in many of these um, uh, mob scenes, uh, they'll be hostile and angry and really acting out. They throw dust in the air. And can you imagine that? I don't know. That's just so silly. I mean, it, and they get all dusty and dirty and sweaty and, and that kind of thing. And yet don't know why you did it. And it'll say, it'll say that right clear in the text. Many of them didn't even know why they were doing it. What happened to them? They got into that mob mentality. Whatever you do, just be aware of that and be aware of your inclinations to go along, okay? But you don't want to. You don't want to. Where were we now? Uh, uh, when Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid Afraid he's going to have to make a decision? You know, uh, maybe the implications of that as far as the political situation, because he's appointed by Caesar, and he could lose that appointment, and another person be appointed to that. I think he was afraid that he could be true and that he was the son of God. Ooh, I I actually hadn't thought of that, Ian. Yeah. And maybe it made him uncomfortable to be in the presence of Jesus even there. Yeah, or or God, yes. Oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. Uh, Yeah, we don't have that in John. Yeah, but but yes, yeah. Uh, And and we are going to go outside the... uh, the Gospel of John for some other things tonight too. That I think we have to. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so so he would have some warning. Oh, if you did you all hear Mike? What Mike said in one of the other Gospels, his wife warns him. Okay. And he went back into the palace. Where do you come from? He asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me, Pilate said? Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who's handed me over to you is guilty of greater sin. Now, did you, did you understand? He said, no, you would not be able to do that except... God has permitted this to happen. Okay, that's, that's, his, that's his base. Plus, he's saying that the, that the real issue uh, is those who turned him over because they understand more about what's really going on than Pilate does. Okay, Pilate is an outsider because he's a Gentile and a Roman. He's kept outside. And uh, the uh, uh, Jewish leaders are not. They, they are on the inside, and they know the implications as to what Jesus was saying. And so that was uh, the, 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 uh, the greater sin. Uh, but I, wanted, I really wanted to bring out his half-hearted efforts. That, that he could make this decision if he would, uh, but, but he doesn't. Oh, oh, oh! You, you mean Pilate? Because Jesus said to you, "You have no power over me." That, that's just antagonizing the leader, the, 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 the chief. Oh yeah. Now he's going to prove to Jesus, I actually do have power. So that, that statement. Oh, there, I, I see. Yeah. Made him make the decision. Yeah, uh, is a powerful motivator. Je- what Jesus said is a powerful motivator. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go to. Uh, 
Next one. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free. Again, that's that half-hearted, you know, he could do this if he wanted to. Uh, he has the authority to do this. He is the authority there of life and death. Okay, he can do this, but he doesn't. He's got all these tentacles of politics and, and that kind of thing going on. Jewish leaders, uh, oh, the Jewish leaders kept shouting, if you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. That's where the dig is. Uh, yeah, we'll turn you into the big big guy if you do this. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cause you problems. Uh, you won't be a friend of Caesar if you do this. Um, anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. Now they're making the case to kill Jesus from the political standpoint. <laughs> Test. It's just, I know it just sounds so, just, uh, anyway, go ahead. Well, it's also uh, spiritually opposing because Caesar was divine. Caesar was called the son of God, the savior of the world. And so that's why the implication of saying Jesus is Lord by a Christian was a death sentence. Yes. They were saying Caesar is not Lord. Yeah. So, of course, you know, they worship many gods, you know, Mars and Jupiter and Venus and you know, the Greeks and the Romans. So there was a lot of superstition in there. And they will later focus in at Caesar's God. Later. Focus. Uh, okay. Then Pilate heard this. He, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement, which Aramaic is Gabbatha. I, I, that's my best pronunciation of that. But you, but you know what they give the Aramaic? Uh, uh, I'm sorry? Yes, exactly. That was the language of Jesus. And uh, so we're, we're, we're getting this in, in his language. It was a day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here's your king, Pilate said to the Jews. Now, again, let me emphasize that this is the preparation day. Jesus is, uh, thank you, Jesus is going to be crucified that day. And what John wants you to know is that as Jesus is crucified on the cross, the lambs are being slain in the temple for the Passover. And so he, what would you say? Yeah. Who said that tonight? Somebody was talking to me tonight, earlier tonight. This is the last blood sacrifice is Jesus. I thought there was a great observation somebody made tonight. Yeah, oh yeah, because the whole thing is over. Oh, yes, amen. And we're going to get to those sayings, okay? Uh, yeah, and, right, and the whole thing, the whole thing is over. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Oh, th that's the day of preparation, and we're, that's going to come up again in the text, okay? But uh, John just wants you to know what day it is, okay? All right. And, oh, and... Uh, is it Here's your king, Pilate said to the Jews. And so what, he just, he just being nasty here, I think, just um, sarcastic and doing what he can to try to get back at them because he's, they've put him on the, on the dime and he can't get off. He just can't get off it. Okay, let's go to our next one, I think. Uh, but they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him, crucify him. And then uh, Pilate, you know, keeps on this, uh, uh, shall I crucify your king, Pilate said. Now listen to them. I mean, you, things have just gotten way too stupid here. Do you see that? For a Jew to say, we have no king but Caesar. Well, guess what you get? 
no king but Caesar. I'm sorry? Yes, yes, yes. And again, let me, let me be careful what you say. Work at it. Don't let your mouth start running off in every different direction. Watch what you say because while they say that there, it is actually true for them. God is gone. Their, their true king was always Yahweh. And God is gone as far as they're concerned. As far as they're concerned, he's not gone. But as far as they're concerned, that's, where they're, what, that's what they're left with. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there reading that every, almost every time I read that. It's, scary. it's just scary for me to even read. It really is. It, it just, it's kind of scary for me. I, I don't want to even read that stuff, you know, because it's so serious and it's so scary. Go ahead. Are you saying humans haven't changed my... <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it was both of them protecting themselves and not their people. And that's why uh, bribery in any form is you just got to pay attention to it and weed it out as best you can. Um, because then you move away from right and wrong. You move away from any sense of justice or injustice. And what you have is who you sell it to the highest bidder. It's sold to the highest bidder. So just, just uh, that's why bribery is so bad, okay? And uh, you see it uh, when Paul's incarcerated, the one thing that the um, official was looking for, I think it's Felix, but I'm not sure right now, uh, was looking for was a bribe. He was waiting on somebody to come up with a bribe. Uh, and that, it, it, I'm just telling you. Uh, the chief priest answered, uh, finally, Pilate, uh, handed him over to them to be crucified. The them there has got to be the soldiers, not, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just telling you, because I had to do a double take of that. Uh, the them there is the soldiers uh, that, are, that are going to crucify him. All right, that's our, Jesus is sentenced, uh, and now they're ready to carry the sentence. Sentence out. Jesus is handed over. All right, let's go to our next uh, slide. <clears throat> Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is Golgotha. There they crucified him. Notice what simple words those are. And, and there they crucified him. All right. Just uh, not good, not good. With two others, one on each side, and Jesus is in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened it to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. Most everybody could read that sign. As Phil said just a minute ago, the language of Jesus was uh, Aramaic. Uh, the language of the Romans, of course, is Latin, uh, and everybody... Um, of, of the world or had connections around uh, any kind of society would be able to speak Greek. And so that was one of the things I found really strange about Africa and being in Africa. I was in Kenya and the official language of Kenya is English. 
The national language is Swahili, but everybody's got their own tribal language that they speak. No matter where you go, you need an interpreter. No, it, it just didn't matter. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I... <laughs> yeah, so that's just way, that's the way it goes. But so okay, so if you want to communicate, you have to put it in, in all those languages. And uh, both pilot, he he's uh, uh, laying it on there, and um, yeah, yeah, he's still he's still after him here, and uh, and uh, he's going to get him. Uh, they, they were they crucified here. Yeah. Oh, and you have the uh, we we call them the thieves. Uh, one on one side, one on the other, and that's about it as far as John is concerned. We have to read some of the other text, uh, some of the other Gospels uh, to get a uh, fuller picture of of that event. Um, and uh, Obviously, one of them is saved there because uh, Jesus says to him, you'll be with me in paradise. All right, uh, so, all right, <clears throat> let me, okay. Go to the next one. Uh, uh, the chief priest of the uh, Jews uh, protested to Pilate, uh, do not write uh, king of the Jews, but that is the man, but that this man claimed to be king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. That settles it. In other words, that's the way it is. I did it. And you'll have to learn to live with it. And uh, that's it's it's their problem there. Then the soldiers crucified Jesus again. Just simple like words, but they're just uh, terrible to to be played out, and and just gruesome to to be to be played out. Uh, they they took his clothes and divided them into uh, four shares. So there must have been four soldiers there. To, was the execution detail. And as a perk, uh, the detail was allowed to keep the clothes of the person they crucify. Yeah, I know, I know it just, I, yeah. That was, that was their, like their payment uh, uh, for this particular duty uh, that they had. Um, and yeah, and an outfit of clothes would would be uh, pretty uh, fairly um, expensive, as, as far as what what we would what we would concern. And they say that Jesus probably had five articles of clothing. One was his turban, a belt, outer tunic, inner tunic, and something else um, that I, I fail to see. Okay, but the five articles. Um, Okay, uh, uh, divided into four shares, uh, one for each of them with the undergarment remaining. Uh, this garment was seamless woven in uh, one piece uh, from top to bottom. And this is not unusual, uh, but it is expensive. And uh, some tradition has, not in the text, just a tradition which sounds terribly low, that mothers very often did this uh, for their children. I, I mean, weave a garment that doesn't have a seam to it. And of course, the soldiers realized that uh, that garment is, is worth quite a bit. And if we tear it, it's not going to be worth very much. It's worth something, obviously, but not worth uh, very much. And so they decide uh, not to tear it and in, in for to share it, um, but uh, to gamble for it, okay? To gamble for it. All right, <clears throat> let's go. Let's not tear it. Uh, they said to one another, let's decide by lot who will get it. And I don't, I don't think it ever says how they did that, uh, how you know, what, what they did. It, I, I never heard of any dice being used or um, obviously they wouldn't have cards, uh, that kind of thing. So, but they, but they had a way, a way to do that. Okay. I'm sorry. Draw straws. Oh yeah. 
We, we used to do that. Kids, you know, kids in the neighborhood get, get something. How, how are we going to solve that? There'd be one short straw. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, this happened. The scripture might be fulfilled that what was said, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. Uh, so this is what the soldiers did. Um, if you got any kind of commentary, you will have the reference for that. Are those Psalms, Psalms by the... 22, yeah, the Psalms 22, 19. Yeah, 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 it, it is a, a prophecy and... Uh, and John makes sure now, he, he tells us, remember uh, already, he, he's made sure that we understand that Jesus is not there because he's forced to be there. He's there of his own free will, and God is permitting this to happen. That the whole thing is, uh, they're not constructing this. God has constructed this. And it's it. Uh, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And that's the, that's the group that's there uh, by the cross. Mary's in that church, Yeah, you got to see that. They had to have some other way in which they... Now, in my family, it's the mention of the, of the middle name. You know, we have Christopher Michael, we have Christopher Anthony, and now we have a Patrick Christopher... Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, Christopher's just gone. We have Christopher Michael. Yeah. So, anyway. Hey, yes. So those soldiers had read that before. No, 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 no. But that's the beauty of the text is it becomes real, not because people mean it to become real, becomes real because that was the prophecy. It's real because God said that and... That's, yeah, that's going to happen. Oh, oh, no, the soldiers, no, yeah. And they would absolutely be uneducated. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not talking about people who are very educated. Yeah, I'm not, that's not to put them down. I'm just telling you that's who they would be. Go ahead, were you going to say something? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, it was you. Oh, yeah, it was a, a Psalms 22, I think, 18 was 22, 19. Yeah, and there's another one in here, too. There's another one in here, and it is also a psalm, too. Uh, of, but, but John wants us to remember, John has been with this for 60 years before he writes this. And so he wants us to understand that this was prophesied, and this is the working out of prophecy. And he'll, make, he'll, he'll mention that so, that so that we know that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Even 250 years before this, okay. Uh, before Jesus. Yeah, let me let me just let me say, 250 years before this, those scriptures were translated into Greek, so the average Greek who could read Greek could. If you had access to it, it's called the Septuagint. And yes, yeah, uh, so, so th yeah, this stuff, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I don't know. I don't know, uh, but, but the soldiers would probably be uneducated anyway. Oh, oh no, the, 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 but, they, but, but they, they know that there is a two and two, but they haven't put two and two together to make four yet. Okay, even though they would know that text was there, they would see that they still wouldn't put two and two together. John is putting two and two together. Yes, yeah. Yeah. The chances of all these prophecies to come to pass in the two days that was prophesied 200 years prior is taking the whole state of Texas three feet deep in coins, and you put one silver coin in there one touch with a helicopter, you got to put, and you pick up one coin yeah. out of the whole of Texas. That's the 
chances of all these prophecies taking place and being fulfilled in two, in, in, in two days. Yeah, well, it has to happen, right? Yeah, and that's, and that's, the, that's, the, that's the argument John's making. Yeah, but yeah, that's the argument that yeah, Dominic, is God has orchestrated this long ago, and and this is His intention. It's okay. Uh, let's not tear it. Happen the scripture cast lots uh, near the. Oh yeah, we did that. We read that. Okay. Uh, now uh, the sister of Mary is the mother of John and James. <laughs> now, it gets a little complicated. It gets a little complicated for me, but I did. Okay. Say that again. The, the sister of Mother Mary is the mother of John and James. And she, if, if you don't, let me tell you, she has been reprimanded by Jesus one time in her life. When she came and asked Jesus to do her a favor, and as every mother would, <laughs> yes, yeah, make sure that James and John have the best seat in the kingdom. And he had to, He's not mean about it. He's not mean about it, uh, but he had to. What kingdom? The kingdom of Jesus, the church, and 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 the following. Uh, well, now they wouldn't think about it that way. Okay, they're thinking about an actual kingdom coming and on earth and all that kind of thing. Okay, that's another story altogether. That, but that's what they're most of people. That's what they're thinking of. Yeah, they're thinking they're thinking of that. Okay. And uh, all she want to do is to shoehorn her boys in there in the right spot. <laughs> you can't get on to her for that. But Jesus had to tell her, no, no, that's not, that's not how this is done, and that's not what's going on here. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Anyway, that's kids got, I mean, we, we have that information, okay, in the text, and and it is there uh, for us to read, okay? But, but, oh, by the way, I was giving her a compliment for overcoming that and making her relationship with Jesus good. That's what I was actually doing. The reason I said that, okay? She overcame that. Where is she here? She's at the foot of the cross here. All right? And then I, I don't know who these other people are, uh, uh, but Mary Magdalene, now we know about her, uh, she, uh, Jesus cast out seven spirits out of her. And uh, she never got over it. She was eternally grateful. And here she is at the, at the foot of the cross. Uh, if you've got any people like that in your life, you are a blessed individual, I'll tell you. Because they'll be there when you need them, when you have somebody like her. Yes. Amen. <laughs> yes, and should be, and should be, and they can read tea leaves too. <laughs> as they should, as they should. All right. Amen. Thank you. Oh, yeah. But who's close to Jesus? The women. Where are these guys at? We don't know. They might be down in the corner pub having a beer. Bunch of wounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He made it. But but it it does look that way, yeah. It does look that way. Okay. All right, let's go. Let me see. Did we do that? Uh, when Jesus, oh, yeah, no, we didn't do this. Okay, here's one of the sayings from the cross. Okay. Uh, when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby. Yeah, see, there, there, there he goes again. Got to be, don't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is, that's, yeah. Yeah. And standing nearby said to her, woman, here's your son. And to the disciple, here's your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. We don't even usually think about John having a home. If he had a home, there was a wife there. And what do you do with all them kids? All I'm saying is, if you haven't done this yet, make room in your theology for truth and realism. <laughs> okay? Like Simon Peter, we would not know that he's married in the start until what? His mother-in-law is sick, and he heals his mother-in-law. Well, if you got a mother-in-law, you must have a wife someplace. <laughs> Some way. But it's not important for the text to tell us that he has a wife. Why? Everyone had one. Everyone. Men had one. That was part of growing up. When you was 18 years old, you married a woman. I mean, it wasn't like, let's discuss this over supper tonight. We didn't do that. It was done. Enough of that, okay? I just Sometimes we need to get some realism into this, okay? Enough of that. When Jesus saw it. And look at the language he used. This was, but this was clearly understood what this meant. It was clearly understood. And again... Jesus is nailed to the cross, and who's he concerned for? He's concerned for his mother here, as she is concerned for him, because uh, there, there she is. Uh, you, always, you always wonder, where's his real brothers at? Missing in action. Nowhere to be found. Okay, let's go to our next slide there. <clears throat> Later, knowing that everything had been finished, and so the scriptures would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. One of the things I want you to consider tonight is... Is this Jesus enough? Is it enough that he dies for you? Is it enough that he suffers for you? We're going to have the blood and water come out of him in a minute here, and we'll, we'll uh, talk about that. But I want to emphasize, as the pastor does so beautifully time and time again, is that, uh, Sin issue is gone, and only issue left is relational issues. And, you, and if there is a problem in your relationship with Jesus Christ, it's because you brought it there. Just try not to do that and remember that Jesus is enough. And you don't have to come along and try to fill that up with something. And Jesus doesn't expect you to be anybody or to do anything other than yourself, the person he created you to be. Thank you. Okay? But I went to a Bible class this morning, and that's what the, the teacher was saying this morning to us. And said, Is Jesus enough? And I said, I, that's what I need to bring up tonight. I I need to bring that up tonight because I knew we were going to talk about the crucifixion. Is that enough? And if it is, of course it is. But if it is to you, then try to let that other stuff at least bleed to the backside and not bring that as any problem with our relationship with him, relationship with the Father. We'll call it relationship with the Father, Okay. No, is, is that enough? What, what, it's finished. 
And finished means finished. Said, I'm thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar. I think that was the other one that was, has a psalm to it. I think is that one there. Um, uh, soaked a sponge in it. Uh, a, a jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it and put the sponge on a stalk of hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus's lips. And, uh, and uh, that's an odd plant to use there. Uh, but hyssop was part of the Passover and so uh, this would be a reminder here again of, of the Passover. And they lifted up to Jesus' lips and, and re- received a drink, and Jesus said, it is finished. Uh, with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now that I don't know. I never heard that. I, 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 yeah. It, it sounds more like, like a reed, uh, type uh, a stalk and, and not like a real solid piece, more grassy uh, kind of a feel to it. And it, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, let's go to our next slide. We're getting there. Uh, now it was the day of preparation. Again, in, in just in this chapter, that's at least the second time it says that, the day of preparation. John, I want you to know that. Hammers that in. Hammers that in. Make sure you got this, okay? Preparation. Uh, the next day was to be a special Sabbath because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies to be left on, on the crosses during the Sabbath. And they asked Pilate uh, to have the legs broken and the body's taken down. Do you know what it means that leg's broken? It means they take a sledgehammer and break your femur, both of them. If you were not dead before that, the shock would kill you. Okay, and I'm just telling you, but it's, this is so brutal. I mean, it's just way over the top for us. I understand that, okay? But you have to remember, I don't know if any of you have ever used a sledgehammer. But uh, I, I even heard of a femur being broke. I want to tell you it's a job to make that happen. Okay? All right. Uh, Jewish leader during the Sabbath death. Probably, okay. Uh, the soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man. Uh, who had been crucified with Jesus and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and they found he was already dead. And when did he die? We just got the verse before that. What happened to him? He gave up spirit. He died on his own cue. He died on his own cue. Okay? And you'll be surprised what people can do when they know and put their mind to it their spirit will follow, okay? Uh, crucified, when they went to came found he's already dead and did not break his legs. And this is a fulfillment of prophecy here that not a bone would be broken in him. Uh, but it's unusual that it's not because the normal thing is to uh, break the legs. And, all right, <clears throat> let's go to our uh, next uh, our next slide there. Go to our next one. Okay. Pause. Is that the next slide? Okay. Oh, okay. I, I never mind. I got it. Okay. Uh, some of the other sayings from the cross, uh, Eloi, Eloi, and, uh, but, but that is, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, 
Uh, also, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do uh, early on, is another saying uh, from the cross. Uh, and again, today, which we talked about today, you'll be with me in paradise. I am thirsty. It is finished. Finally, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Okay. Instead of one of the soldiers piercing Jesus, oh, instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. And the man who saw it has given testimony, and this testimony is true. Who's that man? That's John. That's John himself. Okay. Um, and testifies so that you may also believe. Why is he doing this? That you will believe. You will be a believer. He's doing this. Uh, we'll come back to this ending again. Okay. Um, not this particular ending, but two more that we have we have to do. Uh, later, uh, testifies that you may believe. These things happen so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And as another scripture says, they will look on the one they have pierced. Okay, let's go to the next slide. We'll, we'll take just a couple minutes and we'll be, I, I think we'll, I, I, I want to make sure. Later, uh, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Again, Joseph Arimathea has power to talk to Pilate, okay? So he does. Uh, so he, what does Joseph Arimathea want? The body of Jesus, the body of Jesus, okay? It's what he wants. Uh, now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. <clears throat> With Pilate's permission, he came and took down the body. He was accompanied by... Nicodemus, uh, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night, Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh, aloes, about 75 pounds. Okay. Uh, and what's, it, what's the spices there for? To anoint Jesus for the grave. Okay. Um, one thing I really want to say to you Joseph Arimathea looks good here, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks good. Nicodemus is looking better, looking good, right? But I want to remind you that these guys know what to do when Jesus dies. The problem is they didn't know what to do with him when he was alive. And I want you to always be aware to put yourself on the side of life and I like these guys, and I think they're getting better. But there's a difference between life and death. And there are people who know exactly what to do when someone dies who couldn't tell you in any way at all what to do with life. I was talking to someone, I think it was today, and, oh, I think me and um, Phil Bauer were talking, and... Said something about dying. I said, dying's easy. He, does, he gets that too. Dying is easy. My problem is not what if I die tomorrow. My problem is what, I, what if I live tomorrow? What will I do then? That's my problem. And I live with it every day. And these guys, they didn't know what to do with the life side of that. All right? Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, taking his body, the two of them wrapped it. Uh, with the spices and strips of linen, and uh, that was in accordance with Jewish custom. They know all what to do. They know what to do there. In the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in that garden, a new tomb, in which no one had ever laid, because it was the Jewish day of preparation. That third time this in this chapter, and since the the tomb was nearby, they laid him there. And I think that is the end. <laughs> I think that is the end. And, and we, we don't have the resurrection yet now. Okay, that's just, as the preacher says, today's Friday, but Sunday's a coming. 
let's close. Lord, we thank you for your text, but we thank you most of all for Jesus, that he would go through all that for us. And Lord, remind us time and time again that Jesus is enough. And we pray this in his name. Amen.